0: Friends and welcome to the Raising Amazing Twin Girls Show. I'm Lisa Tony with Girl Tribe Nation, and I am so very glad that you are joining me today. Whether you are just waking up or you are winding down for the day, thanks for taking some time to hang with me. We are all about investing in you as a tween mom to give you parenting strategies and strengthen the relationship with your tween girl. We believe that tween girls can be smart and healthy and brave and live with a whole lot more happy today. And so today's episode is all about how to do that, how to keep our girls healthy and smart and brave and living with more happy. Today we are doing a part two of a pretty difficult subject. I do want to give you the heads up if you want to put those airpods in or those earbuds in. We are talking about pornography. We started this conversation last week and this is absolutely a needed conversation because pornography is everywhere, isn't it? And unfortunately, tweens and teens, girls even, not just boys, but girls in increasing numbers are getting exposed to and addicted to pornography. It's not just an issue that affects boys. So all of us mamas raising tween girls, we need to pay attention to it too. And we need to equip our girls because we have an increasing sexualized culture. Sex is everywhere, isn't it? It is so frustrating. There are some streets I don't even want to drive down with my kids because of the billboards on the streets. Have you ever seen a billboard like that and just distracted like crazy in the other direction so they can't see it? Hey, look at the clouds over there. Hey, look at that building. Look at that car, look at that. Come on now, tell me I'm not the only mama in the house that ever does that. <laughs> Last week, we defined porn just so that we're all on the same page and we know that what we're talking about. So just again, a recap, porn is any material. It can be books, it can be photographs, it can be videos. It can be any of those things that show erotic or sexual behaviors. And it's intended to cause sexual excitement. That's the whole goal of porn, to arouse and stimulate us sexually. Now, there's different kinds of porn. Uh, We talked a little bit just about what soft porn is. Soft porn is pornography that shows or describes sex but not very violent or unpleasant sex, or not in a very detailed way. Now, hard porn is pornography that shows sex in a very detailed way, and it's often violent or it's extreme sex. So why is porn so bad anyway? Well, we talked last week about how porn is addictive, and we talked about some of the ways that it is particularly addictive for our kids, for tweens and teens. So if you missed that episode, I want to invite you to go back and listen to last week's episode. That will give you a good foundation, a good base from where we're going today. Now, because porn is addictive, it means that from the very first time someone sees it, our brains are wired to want to look at it again. We want to do it again. So that is why it's so dangerous because just very little exposure can lead to an addiction. Now, as much as we'd like to think our children are innocent, we parents need to be aware of the widespread use of pornography among tweens and teens. We need to have our eyes wide open. We need to be paying attention so that we can help protect our kids. They deserve that. They deserve that from their parents. Now kids at these ages, tween, the tween age, are going through puberty and they're started to actually become interested in sex. And so their natural curiosity pairs with the ease of exposure to porn. And it's an explosive and a dangerous combination. No parent wants his or her child to view pornography, let alone be addicted to it but the reasons go far beyond the feeling that it's just a wrong thing to do. You see, pornography is powerful and it's far more pervasive than you would suspect. I mean, there is absolutely, positively, no doubt that the porn industry wants your child and they are doing everything they can to target them. Statistics show that they're actually succeeding, sadly, In a study that spanned between 1995 through 2015, researchers discovered extensive use of pornography among tweens and teens in the United States and in other countries. Now usually, the first exposure is completely accidental. Kids stumble across a pornographic image. They click on an advertisement, they click on a word, and something flashes in front of them. Now, many kids addicted to pornography were initially exposed to it through a friend, through lingerie and swimwear ads, from sexting, from chat rooms, from fantasy novels, or an accidental online click. So those are all things we need to be paying attention to. The draw to look at pornography becomes powerful. It woos them. And they secretly and intentionally start to slowly seek out more images and more experiences. When kids do this, it's worth the shame and guilt that they initially experience. And the numbers, oh man, the numbers of the porn industry will make you sick. The numbers delight in this addiction because it's a multi-billion dollar industry. It generates more revenue than rock and country music, Broadway productions, theater, ballet, jazz, and classical music combined. It also exceeds the total gross income of all three major networks, ABC, CBS, and NBC. It is a huge money maker. Oh, my friends, the numbers about pornography that they use among tweens and teen data, it shows that kids are using porn at an alarming rate. It is so scary and it is so heartbreaking. And honestly, we need to band together as parents because this is a crisis for our kids. Let me just share with you some of the statistics. Between the ages of 12 to 17 year olds, this is the largest group of internet porn users, the largest use. Now 90% of boys and 70% of girls younger than 18 admit to having seen porn at least once. 32% of teens admit to intentionally seeking out pornography on content sites, porn content sites. Pornography sites have more traffic than Netflix, Amazon, and Twitter combined. Teen girls are more likely to seek out pornography than young women that are 25 years or older teen girls now 64% of people between the ages of 13 and 24 view pornography at least weekly every week they're looking at it and 49% almost half of young people's first view porn before the age of 13. So those are the tween years 50% of young people first view porn before they were teenagers You see, this is why it's a crisis and this is why we need to be on top of this issue. This is why we need to take preventative measures. This is why we need to be aware. And this is why we're having this conversation today because this is not okay. And we can rise up with parents and say, this is not okay and do something about it. Now pornography uses a good deal of their profits to expand their reach. They pour their profits into developing better and more effective ways to attract new users, including kids. The industry uses popular children's characters in the URLs of hardcore porn sites. And so once kids land on one of these sites, they can find it difficult to escape. They don't know how to get out because the site disables options such as back or exit or close navigation buttons. You're just trapped. This is why we teach kids when they see something on the screen, they close the screen. They don't try and exit out. They have to close the screen. They turn off the phone. They pocket the phone. They get their eyes away from it. And this is not just an issue in the US. In a study of use of pornography among tweens and teens in Germany, researchers found that 98% of boys and 81% of girls said that they had seen a pornographic film or clip. And then there's another study involving Taiwanese adolescents, and researchers report that 71% of adolescents in this study say they've been exposed to pornography. I know, it's heartbreaking. These numbers are awful. So what can we do? Well, we need to have intentional conversations with our kids about pornography. In fact, I want to say, put it on your calendar right now. Plan to do it tonight or at the very latest this weekend. Now, I know these conversations can be awkward and hard, but isn't it worth feeling awkward and hard to protect your kids? Isn't it worth feeling awkward to equip them to know what to do? So that they feel like they have got a good strategy and they're not caught off guard and they don't have to deal with those feelings of guilt and shame because they know what to do. They feel strong. They feel brave. They feel happy. They feel healthy. All the things that Girls Hard Nation is all about. So here's what you do. I want you to talk to them about this idea of good pictures and bad pictures. We introduced this idea last in our last episode, which again, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to. But when you have this conversation, I want you to talk to them about what good pictures are. You know, there are good pictures. We take good pictures that we enjoy looking at things from our family and vacations, things that we draw pictures about things like sports or flowers or nature, whatever your kids may like to draw. So talk about the idea of good pictures. And then you talk about bad pictures. Unfortunately, there are people out there who take bad pictures. That are not good for our brains or for our hearts they take pictures of people sometimes sometimes even kids without their clothes on and these are not pictures that we should look at because they show people's private parts and anything under a bathing suit is a private part and that is not something that should be shown ever in a photo or a video it's not something that we should look at on a screen on a tv screen on netflix on a video on an email on your phone see these people do this in a way that make us feel funny and it also it can sometimes even feel exciting to our brain the problem is if we look at these pictures we can get addicted to them talk about addiction do they know what that is it means that we want to look at them more and more and it's hard to look away and this is not a way that. When we look at these pictures, we're not showing respect or care for people, and we want to care for people. All of a sudden, we're going to start thinking just about body parts instead of people. And people are important. We want to have healthy relationships. We want to have friendships. We want to be able to treasure people. So if you ever see a photo or a video of someone without their clothes on, you have to tell your brain that your brain is in charge, not that photo you shut the computer screen immediately, you turn the phone off, you get out of that site, and you go get a grown-up to help you. And I want you to know it is not your fault. You are not in trouble. Sometimes bad people want to try and get kids hooked on these bad pictures, and so they put them in places where you might click on something accidentally, and there it is. It just pops up. And so you are not in trouble when you see it. But I do want to help you. I want to talk about it because this isn't something that's going to be healthy for you. It's not good for your eyes. It's not good for your mind. It's not good for your heart. So after you have that conversation, I would encourage you to practice like practice shutting that computer or turning off the phone or screen really quickly so that they have the experience of what that feels like minus the porn. You don't need that part. Now, I'm sure that you have not lived this long, mama, without getting some kind of porn pop up on your email or your screen. My goodness, you can just watch some Netflix series to see some very explicit sex. And unless you have a block on it for your children, they can access it too. I mean, the wildly popular series of Bridgerton featured very explicit sex scenes. In fact, porn sites are reposting scenes from Bridgerton on their own sites. So, What are some other things that you can do to help protect your kids? Well, I want to encourage you to research and use a filtering and monitoring software. I wanna give you three examples, and I'm gonna put them in the show notes with links below so that you can check them out. the first one I wanna encourage you to check out is called NetNanny, and this is an online filter that blocks porn, it blocks apps, it blocks websites, And it also allows you to have screen time management so that you have access to what your children are seeing if you allow them to have screen time. It's called Net Nanny. The second one I wanna encourage you to check out is called Vid Angel. Vid Angel provides a way to skip or mute things you don't wanna see or hear in movies and on TV shows. It works on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, iPads and iPhones. It's a great way to Pre-program it to skip content that is not exposure that you or your family want or need to see. The third one I want to invite you to check out is called ClearPlay. ClearPlay can make streaming movies family-friendly. It works on Netflix, Disney+, and Amazon. And it has filter settings and is also very respectful of copyright laws. ClearPlay is amazing. Our family uses it. And all three of them are awesome. I totally want to encourage you to check them out. Now, kids can feel drawn to porn after exposure for lots of different reasons. Sometimes they're drawn to it just because they're bored or they're stressed or they're lonely or they're upset. Right after school and nighttime can be very high temptation zones for kids who have seen porn. They're often alone and thinking about the hurts and the stresses of the day. So I wanna encourage you to make time for them in these very vulnerable zones You need to be available to have either yourself or someone there, a trusted adult to talk with them through their day and then to give them some healthy alternatives. Don't leave them to their own devices. Give them some choices of playing outside, riding their bike, shooting hoops, doing a craft, playing a game, listening to music, maybe baking something in the kitchen, helping with dinner. If you're a person of prayer, I want to encourage you to pray specifically for your child. Pray specifically against this temptation and ask God to help protect them from this and give them a way out if they are ever exposed to porn. Now, we also don't want to leave our kids just wondering about sex, especially through these tween years as they are starting to think about their body changes and and get interested in sex. That means we need to provide sex education at their appropriate age level so that they know that they can talk to you about sexual questions and temptations. They understand what's going on in their body and they understand what a healthy sexual relationship will look like someday when they're older. It's important to talk about that with them. Now, I want you to keep talking about porn and sexuality on a regular basis so that as those temptations arise, there's going to be ample opportunity for them to bring it up with you. If you do a one and done conversation, uh, those conversations start to f- fade in their memory. So you need to keep bringing it up. Now, I also want to encourage you to resist the temptation to give your child an internet enabled phone until they are at least gosh, 11, 12, even 13 years old. And you are confident That's the key word, highlight, bold, star. You're confident they can handle the responsibility. Like they have proven that they are responsible. You've tested their responsibility. You've set limits and they follow them. And when you let them use a device, I want you to limit their exposure. You definitely want to put it away for mealtimes and absolutely for bedtime. Do not let them keep that phone in their room. Do not let them have exposure to it by themselves. They need to be out with the family always monitor the content that they have access to. I even want to recommend to you to check out the Gab Wireless Phone. This is a cool wireless phone that a dad built just to protect kids, and it has no web or app browsing abilities. So you can check it out in my notes below. Now there's many counselors that warn that they see many kids who were first introduced to porn at a sleepover. Now, I'm not a big fan of sleepovers myself because there are so many exposures that happen at sleepovers that are not consistent with our family values. But if you are someone who does let your kids go to sleepovers, I want you to consider teaching your child a code word that they can text you from a friend's house if there's ever something going on that they want no part of. And then invent a face-saving excuse to show up and pick them up or text them a reason to come home urgently help them save face but get them out of that situation filters are really helpful if you have them on your own devices the only challenge is that your friends might not have them on their phones as well and so when friends come into your home they can bring porn into your home already downloaded onto their phone So I want to encourage you, have a rule and have a place where phones put their their phones in a basket when they come over and then hand them back to them when they leave. Kids should not be able to be on their phones when you don't know what is stored on their phone. I also want to encourage you to teach kids a script that will help them to confidently refuse a friend's invitation to view porn. So you want to teach them something to say like, I don't want to watch that. That's not cool. No way. That's not for me. And then I want you to make sure that your child sees you rejecting over sexualized messages. You need to turn off inappropriate TV shows and movies. For example, teach your family to decode false messages in media. You want to ask, what is this saying about women? What is this saying about men? What is this saying about relationships? What is this saying about marriage? What does it say about violence? What does it say about power? Do you agree or disagree with this message why is this the kind of person you want to be how is watching these starting to form the way that we think about our world and about other people these are some suggestions that i hope you'll put into play to help protect and prevent your tween from engaging in pornography Okay, friends, well, we have covered a lot today. I want to thank you for hanging out with me. I know it can be so hard to hear these stats and it can really cause us to worry about our kids. I have to say, if you feel a little sick to your stomach right now, I know I do. It's a good thing. It means that you care. It means that you are not immune to all this crazy sexualization in our culture. It means you care about your daughter, your kids. and It means that you care about all the kids out there. It also means that you're ready to put a strategy into place to help you. Now, I know I talked about a lot of things both last week and this week, so I want to point you to a guide that can help give you some action points to take. You can download it for free at girltrivenation.com slash prevent porn. This free download will give you an example conversation, much like the one that we talked about in today's episode, so that you can have that with your tween, as well as all the resources and tips that we talked about today. Trust me, it is so worth it to save this to your phone so that you can refer back to it from time to time to make sure you are doing all that you can to protect your girl, to protect all your kids, and prepare her to prepare them with a strategy of what to do and how to handle a situation where she might be exposed to porn. Now, if you know someone who might benefit from this episode, I wanna invite you to feel free to share it with them or maybe even post it on your own social media. We want to get the word out there about how to help parents, how to help all the mamas out there know what to do and how to protect their tweens from the horror of porn. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so honored that you would hang out with me and I can't wait to see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now.